And welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 55. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Irvin. Neil, what's up? Hello, hello. What's going on, man? Oh, you know. It's good to be here after a month off. We're back. We're back. Awesome to be here. Good to be back. Good to be back. But we're also back with a a past guest who's joining us again today, uh, Mr. James Kelly. James Kelly, what's up, man? Hello. How's it going? Good, good. Yeah, thank you very Welcome much. Back. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, from the, from the other side of the pond once yeah. again. Yeah, it's a bit cold um, and wet here. Yeah, we figured, um, you know, the, the humor was so good with you, James, you know, that um, we just want, what did we talk about last time? You know, the kilts and the open kilts and all that, you know, so there's some good conversation there. Um, uh, but basically, uh, we're going to get started here with uh, maybe just what we've been up to, and uh, we'll just reintroduce James to everybody. Uh, so, Neil, let's start with you. What's been going on in your off-season? Anything interesting? Anything to report? Anything anything at all? What's just like, Well, just kind of like last uh, the last episode, I, I said I was kind of taking time away from photography, mm-hmm. putting the camera down, kind of taking some time away from it and just kind of I'm kind of wanting to reinvent myself almost kind of thing I feel I feel like the past year or two uh, you know I was I'm, I'm creating images that I'm just kind of going through the role of things of just kind of creating but I, I really want to push myself and I've I think I kind of need the time away of saying you know okay what images do I want to create this year and how am I going to push myself and keep keep growing uh, so I kind of need a little bit of time away from everything, and and then I kind of thought about it. I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I want to do. This is the way I want to go. Um, other than that, you know, um, I can't wait to pick up the camera again and start shooting. Um, but yeah, other than that, we've been doing normal business operations of meetings and scheduling bookings and all that stuff. Uh, but one thing I really, really want to stress, and I know I keep on uh, touching base on this, is in-person sales. <laughs> oh my God, I I have to thank Michaela and Dave so much on this. That the amount of money that we've made in the past two months of in-person sales, because we, we were really kind of pushing it, we made more money in the past two months than we did in the past 10 years combined in, in print sales and album sales. Um, go back and listen to those episodes. This is so important. We should all be doing this. Now, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't know if James is too. <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> Uh, but I'm hanging my head if, in shame right now. I hope you can see the light uh, because you have to do this. You have to. It's it's very important to to put products in our in our clients' hands, and I know I'm being, I'm going to be the double I'm going to be the double on the opposite side of the shoulder. No. Who has the time? Who yeah. has the time? <laughs> <laughs> No. Dude, <laughs> no. uh, after the show, because because I don't want to say the dollar amounts on, on the yeah, show because yeah, it will yeah. make no, it look like bragging. I know. But, but I mean, after I the show, if, if I tell you this, you're going to yeah. be like, okay, you're going to drop everything yeah. and start I totally, I right totally away. get it. Now, now, when, when, now since, since you know, I, I kind of know how you feel about this whole thing. James, what are, what are your feelings about in-person sales? Have you done this? Do you really push albums? And I, I don't push albums and prints um but in a way i do i don't do the hard sell i don't believe in it um i'm a believer Mm -hmm. of when you put a sample album into a client's hands and let them touch it feel it look at it it sells itself 
Well, that's that's exactly what it is. You should have products that sell itself. Um, I I think that's the best way of selling uh, because I mean I just show the clients what we have. I think in you know in person sales works in two ways. I think the first way, yes, you go out there, you sell a product to the client that they want to buy to remember their wedding, but it's great customer service is good customer connection the fact that you've taken that time out of the wedding to meet your clients chat to them how you doing how's life build a rapport with them they will remember you in the future when they need another photographer you know because you made that mm-hmm. effort so for me when i go to a client's house you know i put my hands up and say i'm not going to hard sell anything to you this is what i offer if you like it brilliant if you don't that's fine if you just want to walk away with the high resolution images do your own album good luck to you um, but nine times out of ten i i sell an album and or i'll upgrade an album so they'll maybe take yeah. a package with me that has a small album in it and nine mm-hmm. times out of ten not only have they upgraded the size but they've gone to a, a slightly different layout which costs more money so they're effectively spending three mm-hmm. times the amount of money no complaints Yep. Perfect. Perfect. So you do yep. in-person sales. You yep. just don't hard sell, which is, I think, is the best way of selling. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Good. Good for you. So, anywho, um, so that's enough <laughs> about me. <laughs> so, Andy, what have you been um, up to? Um, nothing photography related. I've actually been <laughs> other than traveling yeah, the traveling. world and making my wife jealous. I've been, I've been very fortunate. <laughs> I'm very lucky. I'm a very lucky human being. Um. Yeah, I do have a bone to pick with oh, you, by the way. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. So I haven't been doing any any anything photography related other than just trying to stay on top of bookings and that kind of thing, which are you know they're you know slow, constant flow. You know, this time of year, but everything kind of drops off. I think a little bit after February for me. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. but basically, you know, I just I, I just got back from Italy, and that was more of a personal trip rather than anything photography related. So I won't really talk about that. Um, no, no. Let's oh. talk about that because <laughs> that made, you you were posting well you you were posting images online and that made mm-hmm. my wife very jealous because we've never been there before. My wife is Italian. <laughs> I'm not. But anyways, we just booked. A oh, trip. come on! <laughs> Thank very you. nice. You are welcome. <laughs> very much. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. It is. I'll tell you for on a personal <laughs> level, it is incredible. Um, you know, the whole experience was incredible, especially being Italian myself and my girlfriend having an Italian background. Um, like we went mm-hmm. to the place where our ancestors are both from, um, and it was just an incredible experience. Yeah, it was so much cool. even crazy, so much better than I even expected it to be. And the the culture is so incredible, mm-hmm. and the food. Oh my god, the food! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the food is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't go on too much more about and it. And you but... look, still look skinny. I, I was I was expecting you to weigh like fifty pounds <laughs> yeah, heavier no, than I, the last episode that I yeah, saw we, you. <laughs> we were both expecting to gain, but we did so much walking, and the portion sizes yeah, are not like yeah. what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the states, you know, like because in. <laughs> You know, in the States, we have these huge portions for everything we get. And over there, it's it's actually a respectable amount of food, you know. Um, so you don't you don't you don't uh-huh. uh, get too crazy with all that. So anyway, that's that's yeah, really yeah, all I've cool. been up to. Um, and, and actually now I still I've been saying it for like the past probably like eight to ten episodes at this point. But the next the next big thing that I got to do <laughs> oh. is I got to do a 2016 year in review. That is in the works. It is now it is now March 7th, 2017, and it's still on the back burner that that's going to be coming out soon. So that's that's my big project that I've got to do that. I just got caught up with everything else. And so now that's happening. But now I've got nice. the time to do it and there's no more trips nice. or anything like that for a while. So so that's what I've been up yeah. to. Um, cool. James. 
what's been going well, on with you since yeah, James, the last episode. And, and remind our listeners of who, who the heck you are. Who the hell can I, am I? I am James Kelly. I am a wedding photographer over the pond in Scotland. Um, anyone who doesn't know where Scotland is, it's above England. Although we, most people think we're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I mainly specialize in uh, wedding photography over here in Scotland. Um, beautiful place, beautiful countryside, um, crazy weddings, but great. Yeah, that great, might be one great, of the next places I go. Oh, yeah, that's we'll have to meet up in, in real life. That might be one of, the, one of the next places I go. Maybe next you know, year. guys, do it. Come over. Just don't come in summer. Just, just oh, don't man. come in summer. I know you can't because you're working. <laughs> but um, autumn, end of autumn, winter time, beginning of spring. The reason for that is no midges. So I don't know if you ever heard of the midgey. But the midgey hmm. is like a mosquito, but it just doesn't kill you. But it will eat oh. you alive. And they are... Oh, uh, okay. Oh. They're not nice. So... You want to come when the leaves are changing. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. that's good Excellent. insider information nice. right there. Yeah. Anybody, <laughs> yeah. anybody thinking <laughs> of tra- traveling to Scotland? Lots, you, lots you of those castles, words. lots of um, hills, um, lots of rain. But yeah, so I, yeah, exactly. So I, I was in Ireland a few years ago, and I imagine yep. it to be very similar, except a little bit more hilly. Am I correct in that assumption? Yes, I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, very, very similar, except for just a lot higher hills. Um, yeah. A little bit more snow, um, <laughs> and a little and bit more of a feisty personality. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The Irish have got a good <laughs> reputation on them for uh, for fighting. That's the Guinness for you. But um, <laughs> okay. yeah, it depends. In the further north you go in Scotland, yeah, they get a bit crazier. So yeah. okay, yeah. all right, all right, sounds good. And and what have you been up cool, to cool. since uh, last nice. episode? So last episode, now yeah. I think that was just uh, just before Christmas, wasn't it? So took some time off between Christmas and New Year. Spent it with my family. My sister was over from Kuala Lumpur, so it was great to see her. Um, and then about a month ago, I um, I managed to pull all the ligaments in my in my ankle. Uh, yeah, oh, so I was out running, and my leg just decided I didn't want to go, and it involved a twenty minute walk home and to the to the A and E. So that rendered me useless for two weeks. Um, Ouch. Now that cat. is that's pretty much like every every wedding photographer's worst nightmare, right? It, Especially, yeah. But but what what time of this? You know, not at the height of your season. Your seasons yeah. are similar to our season, I'm assuming, right? Yes, yeah, Where, yeah. So it's very lucky. Um, you know, I had no weddings. I had a lot of engagement shoots, um, which all had to be cancelled. Um, and yeah, it was it was pretty horrible. It really was. So it just sat in front of the computer, and you know, I couldn't put any weight for the first two weeks on the foot. Um, and it is, it's, it's a thought that if you did this during wedding season, you know, you'd be dosing up in the, uh, on the, mm. on the, uh, paracetamol or, you know, something <laughs> a little bit stronger, um, and in crutches, but yeah, it was, it was a thought and it is, I've got to admit as a wedding photographer, it's a thought that if anything happened to me before a wedding, you know, that's, that's a horrible situation to be in Yeah, and to yeah. hear stories. Now, now, James, re- remind me. Um, I don't know if you covered this last episode. Uh, do you shoot mostly alone, or do you? Have I an have assistant an assistant, so I I have an assistant, okay. and I have my fiance as my backup. So she's a very good photographer okay. as well. She okay. was meant to come as my second photographer, Perfect. but Louise, my second photographer, she knows everything. She is clued up about every wedding. Um, so, worst case scenario, she would then become the first photographer, and then um, Iris or I would find another second shooter just just to be in a safe side yeah 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 now i mean in now engagement sessions those are usually first uh 
you know, their first, um, what do you call it? Uh, help me out. Um, first impression. First impression on the, on the clients. You know what I mean? So if you're canceling oh, that first impression, yeah. shoot, did, did any of those clients no. question, you know, no, anything? They were, they were all amazing. Or, uh, yeah. Very, very lucky. Um, I... I Good. build up a rapport with my clients even before then. So from the first meeting that we have, um, I build up a good rapport. You know, my wedding meets sometimes last three hours. As you know, I like to talk, mm-hmm. so it goes on for <laughs> goes on for a while. So we build up a good rapport with the clients, and there's lots of emails back and forth leading up to this. Um, they were all amazing. We were able to reorganize. Good the weddings are still six months away, so plenty of time to get it yeah. get it done. So very lucky yeah but i had my first my first wedding good, on saturday good. so um first wedding of the year and um i can't swear but it it, it was raining a lot shall we say um <laughs> a lot of rain and it was beautiful days either side but on the saturday it was chucking it down so sad days but a couple were happy mm-hmm yep good Good. Fantastic. Uh, listeners, uh, just remember that we have a hand-picked assortment of information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly <laughs> wedding photography <laughs> podcast for wedding photographers by wedding photographers. Neil, you forgot. I just said it for you. I was, I, yeah. I was laughing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the bi-weekly. And, and I thought James was going to kind of come in and take <laughs> yeah. over my, uh, my <laughs> position there. Because I was, I was kind of laughing from, from the whole uh, I figured. And I just kind of went on anyway. But, yeah, the bi-weekly thing. Come on, man. Two years into this podcast. Two years into this podcast. <laughs> and another James, um, the listener, I think James Ferra, Ferra, Ferrara, I think Ferrara, um, uh, pointed out to us, hey guys, uh, really you're a bi-weekly, not a bi-monthly podcast. <laughs> uh, and then embarrassment ensued, you know, like uh, following that. So, so yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, no, no. It's funny about James. He uh, he messaged me. I was like, no, don't don't tell Andy. We're just gonna let <laughs> yeah. this roll. Let, let it roll another two years. But no. So, but I did yeah. I did look it up right because I know that and that it's one of those things. It's a little bit you know it can kind of go either way, and um, uh, but basically. The uh, the promo. I'm sorry. This is. I just got a phone call that just kind of messed me up even further. But uh, but the bi weekly or bi monthly. Bi monthly. Technically, technically, it really is twice. Uh, once every other. Basically, bi means once every other, right? But bi <laughs> but bi monthly. Yeah. But it says sometimes. Even in the Oxford Dictionary, and I'll even link to that in the show notes if I have to. But you really spent <laughs> no, this no, no, much no. I just looked it up. I just up. wanted to make sure, that, like, like if I wasn't like totally crazy. But that's why nobody caught it because it's one of those terms that people very rarely use, and all that. But yeah, so sorry about that. It's biweekly. So pretty much, we're over delivering to our listeners. We should be only recording what six exactly. episodes per total, year. Total, under promising, right. yeah. over delivering. So, uh, that's so the name of yeah. our show. Um, <laughs> So anyway, we are a bi-weekly podcast. And uh, while we're at it, uh, please do leave us a review in iTunes, uh, just like Mad McClue mm-hmm. or something like that did recently. Ooh, yeah, we thanks, got a new one, thanks, huh? Thanks, Mad McClue right. or whatever that username was. Uh, he left us a he left us a five-star uh, user review with, with words. Not only did he put stars there, because you can put stars. You can go stars, one, two, three, four, five. And you can also leave words. If you leave words, that's even better. So if you're listening to the show and you get something out of it, you should leave some stars there. And if, and if you want to do something more, leave some words there, too. Uh, that helps people find us. And what I mean is go to iTunes, open the iTunes app, and leave the review in there. Um, 
and then also please do help us help you by subscribe by uh, sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com that's info at weddingphotographersunite.com or you can go to the Facebook group and in the Facebook group if you just search Wedding Photographers Unite on Facebook that group will come up and you'll be able to leave uh, questions and, and interact with us rather than just listen uh, okay so uh, first topic is one that's near and dear to my heart. And ever since we started the podcast two years ago, I've been asking Sigma for something. Right. I've been asking Sigma for something. I know. Do you remember two years ago, Neil, what I was asking Sigma for? Oh what yes. Asking for the uh, that one thirty five that you that uh, you love from the, uh, that you that you missed from jumping over to <laughs> Nikon from uh, Canon. From Canon you, for uh, two years. Yeah. For two years, I've been without a quality one thirty five. My favorite <laughs> focal length. For two long years. I've been I've been pining and asking and praying and hoping, and now finally we get the news. Sigma is releasing a 135 R series lens. It's a 1.8, <laughs> 1.8, 135. Not even a 2.0. They're like, forget 2.0. We're gonna make it a 1.8 just to make Andy happy for waiting two years. And I'm beyond excited. It will, I'm I will be pre-ordering this thing and getting it the second that it's available. Yeah, yeah. We um, don't have price points yet, but I imagine it's gonna be uh, probably you know cheap or ask. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, I have a feeling that it'll that because it's you know the art series lenses kind of are right up there in price with a lot. Are they of the, really? Yeah, I mean, I think they're uh, they're yeah. like they're like right up there in price with like what the um, what Canon L glass would be or the no higher kidding. end Nikon glass would be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so see, I think I'm, see, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with uh, with how much Canon glass was or is. So uh, that's good to know. Yeah, but the but the art series lenses in particular, that's Sigma's high end line, and they really kind of market at that, and it delivers that as well. You know, so mm-hmm. that's that's what's so cool about them. You know, coming out with that art line a few years ago is that it's literally their their high end, high you know mm-hmm. quality glass alternatives from you know to the main manufacturers. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. James, we were talking a little bit beforehand, and James, what were you mentioning about Sigma before? What, what you know, dirty word. <laughs> you would never use be seen with a Sigma lens. No, they. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. They've they come have. a long way since since what their past image used yeah, to be. Sure, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So it's not just the one thirty five, and uh, you know this news is maybe a little bit late. Both of our news pieces are a little bit late today because the last episode we recorded two weeks in review, so we're the, we're kind of catching up on some stuff. But uh, but it's not just the one thirty five. They're also coming out with a fourteen millimeter mm-hmm. art series lens and a twenty four to seventy two point eight. Um, art series lens as well um all mm-hmm. exciting and i think uh neil you were saying that you were interested in both or all or um, um well I, I i would of course buy all three but i do have the 14 to 24 in the nikon so i guess i would go for the 24 to 70 and then the uh, 135 but i think the 135 would be first on my list i don't have a 24 to 70 um i just go from the 14 to 24 right to a 50 prime um, and then the 70 to 200, that's what's in my bag. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I really need a 24 to 70. Uh, James, I know you really, really love yeah, your, it's uh, my, Nikon, it's my workhorse. Uh, 24 um, to 70. I love my, um, 24 yeah. to 70. Although I would swap you for the, uh, the, the 14 to 24, if you want to do that, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I would, I would actually take that trade because I only use a 14 to 24, maybe okay. twice in a wedding you yeah. know two times in a wedding so yeah, for wide angles you know right? if you know how often do you really need that you know full world yeah view? but in saying that <laughs> when it comes to things like portraits i love my 70 to 200 i, I love the 70 to 200 but yeah. the 14 to 24 is is the one that's probably on my camera the most 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think if I get that 135, probably the 70 to 200, that's yeah. my workhorse. It would probably not be used as much. True. Uh, what 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 about you, Andy? What do you what do you think? You probably use that 135 more than. <laughs> yeah, because that did in the in the cannon world when I was a cannon shooter. Is I was I started off 16 to 35, 24 to 70, 70 to 200, all zooms. You know, those are like the pro zoom lenses in the cannon world. And I shot that mm-hmm. for a few years, and then I started getting more and more into primes. And as I got more and more into primes, the zooms took a back seat. So when I when I upgraded, you know, or when I actually exactly what you said, when I started shooting that 135, my 70 to 200, I almost never put on unless I needed the extra focal <laughs> mm-hmm. length, unless I needed more than 135, or if I needed something that was closer to like 150 to 200. That's pretty much the only time that I really put on that. 70 to 200 once i had that 135 because i you know having that extra depth um uh depth of field uh mm-hmm. uh really makes i think takes things to another level when you need it you know as you got it and if not it makes things sharper too you know if you have a more shallow depth of field um and you're shooting at 1.8 and then you stop down to f4 in theory you're going to have a sharper image at f4 on the 1.8 lens than you will than you would on a 2.8 lens um mm-hmm. so so uh, so that, uh, so, so that 135, um, is definitely, you know, as I mentioned, I'll definitely be picking up that. And also the 14, mm-hmm. I think I have to get that too, because my, my widest lens that I've been shooting these past couple wedding seasons has been a 20 millimeter fixed focal length, 20 millimeter, mm-hmm. the Nikon, which I love that lens, but I do kind of miss from my Canon world, you know, having, you know, being able to get as wide as 16, um, 20 is enough 20 is enough most of the time but once in a while when you really want to shoot wide i mean if i have if i have if i buy a second lens and i have the extra money then i would go for that 14 so that's that's a Mm -hmm. that's like a 60 percent i'm thinking i might go with that but the 135 is definite uh 21st to 70 not so much because i'm more interested in the primes Mm. but uh but that's that's where i fall on, on those new lenses but i but the reports the reports so far of that 135 and the tests on those that 135 are like sky high through the roof like Right really? in line oh, with all I the even, with all I the other art, art series stuff. Nice. So, um, yeah, there's been a few people that have um, done a few tests on them, and it's all come back extremely positive. So, um, and any release date? Uh, did you find any other? Info, no, I don't know about, about. I don't know about a release date. I don't know about price. Um, I think that we're still waiting for at this point. Okay, let's just hope it you know lands right before wedding season. <laughs> please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, if they've they've announced it at this point, so. Um. Okay, so that's uh, the new, the new uh, Sigma Art stuff, and then also uh, some stuff some going on with Nikon since the last time we had the chance <laughs> to talk about it. What's been going on with Nikon, guys? Uh, they reported losses, big losses, um, and the Canon folks rejoiced. Uh, the Sony <laughs> folks said, "We got you," and Nikon's and Nikon people said, "Okay, we're not worried. We're just cutting the fat." Uh, from the things that yep. don't make money and um, concentrating on th- the yep. things that do, which is, which I think this is kind of a very smart thing with Nikon. Um, their lith- lithograph, hmm. uh, there's there's a part of their company where they do uh, the semiconductors, which th- that's that they were reporting mm-hmm. big losses on that. So they're pretty much cutting out that whole industry. It's kind of like how let, let's you know how Canon makes yeah. printers. Yeah. Let's say if their printing service was losing money. They would just cut that out, 
in just like any of our businesses, you know, the things that don't make money, we just get rid of them and concentrate on the things that do. So I think that's pretty much yeah. Nikon's doing. So I think I think I think the world kind of freaked out. And what Nikon really needs to do is stop. You know, let's let's forget about this whole cool pics. These little yeah. smaller cameras everybody has a smartphone and you know they, they just gotta they just gotta say hey you know what if you want to upgrade to a, a nice carry around camera you get a yeah. dslr and i think nikon's gonna make more money that way because dslrs mm-hmm. are more expensive yeah so you know um so I, I would say get rid of get i don't know i don't know if they released an information that they're getting rid of cool pics or that that line of cameras but i think that's what they re- should really do and james you had i think another, they, they said they said um, they were releasing less models overall so instead, instead of having a yeah. larger amount of models they're just going to have less models overall um which makes sense um to do mm-hmm. based on what you're saying i agree yeah and James, you, you mentioned uh, mirrorless. mirrorless. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of mirrorless, but I think Nikon just, just I, like you said, just concentrate on the DSLR. You know, stop worrying about mirrorless. Mm-hmm. You know, Sony have kind of got the a market, and kind of Fuji have got the market with that. But uh, no, Nikon should just stick at what they're doing best, and that's the uh, DSLR. So I agree and I disagree um, because I think right now I think right now that the mirrorless um, I yeah it's, it's about I, I where think, it's going in the future it's kind of like because you know here's here's the thing I think James 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 stop shaking yeah. that head oh. right now because 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 I hail from Rochester New York the the land of Kodak okay you heard of Kodak I, I, before I you probably yeah, heard of Kodak. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's where I hail from is Kodak land. All right. And all these all these executives at Kodak, everybody lost their jobs and everything like that because they did not shift to digital Mm. when they should have. And everything was moving in that direction. You could see the writing on the wall. You can predict the future. And yes, yes. Right now, mirrorless sucks. I agree with you. James. (laughs) Like like in general, like I would rather have a good DSLR in my hand, you know, for for focusing reasons and all that stuff. And it's getting better and better. Yes. But. In the future, if you don't keep working towards yeah. improving that technology, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. And that's why I have to take a, a little bit of a dis- you know, different viewpoint. I, on I agree. Now, now, the re- now, one of the reasons well, why think- Nikon dropped, uh, you know, you, they released this whole mirrorless system. And then all of a sudden, a year later, they said, we're, mm-hmm. okay, we're not releasing it. I think one of the reasons why they, they didn't release that body is because the lenses, you, you couldn't yeah. change the lenses. You know, it, you know, you couldn't use your your art series Sigma lens for Nikon or anything. You had to buy these certain little lenses, and I, I guess you couldn't change them or, or something. It was really, really screwy. Not a good design. Um, hmm. So I, I think they should just probably one of the reasons why they hold nixed that whole project of body line is because they have to come out with something hmm. new as to where you can interchange all yeah. of your lenses that you're already into. You can already use your your uh, your speed lights hmm. and everything. So I think that's what they that's I think that should be their next move, whether if they do it or not. I don't know. We'll see. Now with mirrorless system, I seriously would have switched to Sony if it had a dual card slot. I will never ever ever shoot yes. agreed a wedding agreed a professional shoot where I'm making yep. this amount of money yep. without a dual card totally. slot. They would have had me two years ago, but they don't, and they still haven't come yeah. out with a new body. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for the first mirrorless camera with dual card slots, and I think that body will have me. Whether if it's Canon, Sony, Olympus, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> yeah, the dual card slot things matters. But but I, I think James wanted to say something. Yeah, I wanted to defend I, his position. I just, so go ahead. Yeah. Mirrorless cameras, oh, go ahead. You know, Sorry. most of them are going for the lightweight, they're smaller, they're compact, you know. 
stop moaning and you know build some muscle but um for me it's the <laughs> lcd screen i just don't like the lcd screens in them you know when you even when you put your your eye up to the viewfinder and it's an lcd screen inside or whatever kind of screen i just i don't like that i like to look through the viewfinder and see what's what's really there and i like the weight mm -hmm. of my camera it feels more professional <laughs> yeah yeah, I well that, that, that's that's why you can add battery, uh, you know, the uh, battery compartments or yeah. the battery. You just look so much can more you professional. Do, can you do that on a mirrorless? Can you put a huge yeah. battery grip on a mirrorless on a mirrorless body? <laughs> just like have this little thing no and, and have the battery grip be like five times the size <laughs> yeah. of the actual camera, I would just to, so you can feel more pro. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But but honestly, I mean, there's there there are times where I'm I go to a location and I don't want to look mm. like I have this whole production because it, it raises awareness of that you know you're you're a pro and you're there you know you could possibly be there for shooting a wedding or, or something. So there there are times, especially you know Andy, especially you. I mean, you've traveled the world and you you, you go to these places yep. and you you know you don't want. Yeah, it, you don't want to look like. Uh... Yeah, one hundred percent. I didn't. You know, I have to. So when when India, I did was always trying to be careful of when I was. You know, had it visible and in view and all that. And also, even in Italy, I didn't even want to bring my my DSLR because I just didn't want to deal with it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I did bring it mm -hmm. because I was. You know, I figured I, I'm a photographer. I probably should. That wasn't the point, though. I wanted to go and relax and enjoy <laughs> myself. You know. But even when it came yeah. to time to like go out, I just I think I brought it with me maybe two times because I just feel like I'm working when I have it. And then the other thing too is like when and I'm in, I'm in Italy and I'm if you're in a touristy location, mm -hmm. everybody's got a DSLR. You know, yeah. what I mean? like everybody's just got a DSLR, and it's like I don't even want to be thought of as one of those people. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with <laughs> like, you. On that. I, don't, I don't know. I just, just was like I don't know. I would rather I have it. some little small little thing. But, <laughs> as soon yeah. as soon as I see someone else with an SLR. If I'm on holiday or a location, I just put mine away. No, you're okay. Yeah, that was basically exactly my sentiment. I'm like, I'm like, you know, people with with cameras you know, they're more expensive than what I shoot weddings with. You know what I mean? I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't know. So, well, that and that and that's when I break out my 14 to 24 <laughs> yeah. and be like, ah, you don't, you don't have this on yeah. your camera. Yeah. You just try and up, up it one up, one up the size. You pull yeah. out a 400 yeah. millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out some speed lights on, on stands and <laughs> yeah, stuff. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Good times. Um, so, we have, yeah. um, we actually were, th those were all the topics that we really had today. So, I put it out on the, <laughs> on the, on the group. I was like, hey, what do, what do you guys want to talk about? So, we've got a few uh, questions that came through the uh, our Facebook group. Uh, so, let's take a look at, mm -hmm. at those. And just a reminder, you can send those into our Facebook group, too. All you have to do is go to facebook.com or whatever it is and search for wedding photographers unite <laughs> and uh did it did it change to facebook.net or what? Might what i just wanted to add that in just in case <laughs> http <laughs> colon colon no okay um so let's go through these i think even we even were saying we were gonna vet them or whatever but no we're gonna go through them one by one because we love our listeners we love our <laughs> listeners we're gonna go through these questions and and spend a you know an appropriate amount of time on each one that i've got all night appropriate to the question yeah james, james <laughs> got all night it's only nine o'clock over there in scotland um okay so and but in reality we don't have all night <laughs> so, so we're trying to be um succinct with each answer so okay so Kevin says, I have a quick question. How would you recommend getting on a preferred vendor list for a venue that I haven't had the opportunity to shoot at yet? 
Uh, to clarify, I completely mm. understand them wanting to vet a photographer first before recommending them. Just a little bit of a catch-22. So, so how do you get on a, on a preferred vendor list for a venue that I haven't had the opportunity to, to shoot at today? I actually just got to put it on a preferred vendor list today. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I can, I can talk about my experience, but somebody else go first. Um, how, do we, yeah. how do we get put on a preferred vendor list? I, you know, I, I just think that you yeah. have to shoot there. Honestly, um, I mean, there are there's still places in, in our area that I've never photographed at. And of course, I would love to be put on their vendor list, but I wouldn't even feel comfortable of even asking, introducing mm-hmm. myself. And I mean, how would I even go about doing that? Like bring an iPad full of my work and or an email and say, hey, check out my website. I'd love to be put on the vendor list. And they don't they don't know how mm-hmm. professional I am or they don't know my personality and how I treat clients. Um, and I, one of the one of the secrets not secrets, but one of the things of ways to get on the vendor list is by working there. And then the vendor will be like, Hey, can we use some of your images? And be like, okay, yes, you may, as long as I get put on this vendor list. And, but, but at that point you should be friends. They should know you from the wedding, um, spend time and talk to them, especially like during cocktail hour, after you've, you've done everything, you, you photograph the details, you know, talk, talk to the manager, talk to the employees, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, way of networking that's that's pretty much yeah. what it is james i know i agree there? i mean it's very very difficult to get on a vendor's list um if you haven't shot there for me if i go to a wedding um at a venue um so if if i know that i've got a, a venue booked and i've only got one wedding there a year i will do a little wedding album and i'll give that to the venue if i know i've got two or three weddings there in a year i'll wait and then create a sample album all those pictures and I'll say to the venue look if I can create this album and give it to you to show can I go in your vendors list and nine times out of ten they say yes so that's kind of how I go about it and I've got wedding albums in most venues and you know most of the venues around this area will will, um, recommend me so yeah it's an expensive Mm -hmm. way of doing Mm -hmm. it but it's worth it yeah yeah Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, my the, the the one that I just had happen today, Neil, was exactly how you just described it. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> had shot a mm-hmm. wedding. Uh, they were interested in using photos for their website, social media, for their um, rack card, their wedding rack card. Um, and so mm-hmm. they contacted me a few days ago and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. we love your work. Uh, we'd like to use it." Um, and you know, for me, I say yes, use it as long as you use it with a watermark. Do whatever you want with it if it has a watermark. If you yeah. want to do something with something um, without a watermark, then I charge a per a fee per image basis. Just be clear with me on how you want to use it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. but I yeah. did that, and my fee is like like really reasonable. I don't charge like a crazy amount. Like I just want something. I want them to acknowledge that their my work is worth some kind of money. You know what yes. I mean? Like if you're going to use it without <laughs> without um, without putting my name on it, uh, etc. So mm-hmm. so. I'm going to charge you for that if you're going to not use a watermark. That's basically yeah. how I put it out there to them. And it's not anything crazy. It's just yeah. something so that they yep. get the deal. And then and then if they're using 10 images, then that something becomes something that's more. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I handle that. But you handle it in a way that, like Neil was saying, you know, you're very friendly. It's all about networking. Mm-hmm. And when you're networking with these people and they get to know you, um, and you and you're very positive. They're like, oh, we would love. You know, he's e- very easy to work with. He's mm-hmm. easy to work with. His work is great. He, you check off all these boxes. Mm-hmm. You have to check off all those boxes in their heads before they're willing to put you on that list because it's very important to them because that is that is their business. Anytime we yeah. refer another wedding yeah. photographer from our standpoint, that's that's representative of my business. And so for yeah. them. 
that's very representative of their business. So all these things have to check out for them in order for yeah. them to want to do See, that. If, if, if I'm going to a wedding venue, if I'm doing a wedding there, and if I don't know them, I always bring a box of chocolates. <laughs> always bring Aww. a box of chocolates. And even when, when I get to really know them at Christmas time, I always bring them like the big tins of chocolates to all the venues. And they remember you that way. <laughs> Little gifts like that are always quite good, you know, because they work hard. They need some sugar. Yeah. You know, there's some chocolates there ready for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's. See, see, we 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 just we just take the uh, the managers out for oh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's go on to the next question. Uh, Joe wants to know about associate shooters. Uh, you've got a few things to say about that, but it depends on what, how much you want to integrate them, and how what you want your business to look like, and that kind of. Are you, is a precursor to what I have to say, but uh, Neil, you use associate shooters, or do you? I, I, well, you've gone. Well, I'm, I'm a, well, I'm husband and wife team, and we do have assistant shooters only for things that we need them. So I don't think I can add too okay. much to this. So okay. take it away, guys. Uh, I I have my well, I mean, I have my second shooter, Louise, who I have with all weddings, and then I have an assistant as well, who who I'm I'm kind of teaching um, photography and it. it it took some. I mean, I get asked all the time to bring on assistants and help people out. But there's one particular guy. He um, he's really good at taking pictures, and he stupidly agreed to do a wedding, you know, and never done one before, <laughs> and freaked out. And our craft uh, past crossed, and I said I'd help him out, you know. So I have my second shooter, who Louise is phenomenal at what she does, and then um, I have Steve on just now, who I'm training, and he's giving up his time to come to wedding carry my gear you know that heavy slr camera and yep. um <laughs> all the lighting and just basically be a gopher and learn everything and i think it's worth his weight as gold i really do i think it's worth it gold. yeah so i think uh james is talking about mm. associate shooters where you have other photographers shooting for your business or shooting for your yeah. studio yeah um and ah, so I'll, right okay okay i'll just talk a little bit about my my experience um doing that and considering doing that and then what i ultimately decided which um so basically i had i had a second shooter that i was using for years um and he and really fantastic second shooter kind of knew how i shot his his level of work i think was incredibly close to mine especially when it wasn't the you know the setup shots or the stuff that is in my style so to speak you know I, from shot to shot it's yeah, i had a very hard time distinguishing his shots from my shots if i couldn't tell if, if i was looking through and specifically looking for that you know mm. um so so his work was very good and personality very good and all that so uh, and he was asking me he was like hey you know i really want to shoot for you um because he doesn't like the business side of things um and he wanted mm -hmm. to shoot uh, for my my studio and i had enough inquiries mm. coming in where it's like yeah might as well try it you know he can shoot for me mm. um you know i'll take some money off for going having having to go through my studio i'll do the edit work um and then may I, maybe i can make a few extra thousand dollars a year you know having him shoot for my studio mm -hmm. um yeah. and i did that i tested it out a year um i think it was like 2015 or 2016 maybe 2015 uh, I tested it out a year and I booked him on maybe like four or five weddings um, where he shot for my studio, so to speak. And everything went, f 
everything went just fine. There, there were no problems mm-hmm. um, other mm-hmm. than me freaking out on a wedding day, knowing that I had another wedding going on when I was <laughs> shooting one already. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, 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 did was he shooting alone I, or I did he have definitely a had a second shooter with him, with him as, as well. well? So, so I had a yeah. wedding, then okay. I had a second okay. shooter, and then he was shooting. He had a second <clears throat> shooter all under my business name. So yeah, you pretty much had three people shooting yep. under your business. Yeah. Um, so, so okay. that so everything went just fine as far as everything goes in terms of um, booking the clients, having the clients in. I always made sure that he was at the the client meeting with me when we initially had the contact because I wanted the clients to know, hey, this is who's shooting your wedding. I, I, I have a real problem with studios mm-hmm. when they book people and they don't, you know, you book with the owner and then you don't know who, <laughs> that Joe Schmo is going to show up and he's a terrible photographer. You're yeah. meeting a random yeah. college student and who <laughs> exactly. never shot a wedding exactly. before. So, <laughs> so they met with him and me at the same time and, you know, booked about four or five weddings that way. And everything went fine. But at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to. Um, I have... I have a friend, you know, in Rochester that shoots like 120. His studio shoots, it does like 120 weddings a year or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and he's got, you know, all these people shooting for him. He keeps track of everybody and the headache and the craziness and the insanity that he must go through. I have, I have a hard time, you know, I shoot 30 weddings a year. Like I, I, I have a hard time keeping track of my 30 brides and keeping track of, mm. of who's going, what, <laughs> when, where, and how enough and who's second shooting on those dates, let alone thinking about all these other things that are going on these other potential problems, these people shooting under my business name, where it's like, if, if something goes wrong, I mentally cannot handle that i don't want to handle that and then and the here's but the real thing is this what i would have kept doing it if i was making a crazy amount of money per wedding you know doing this but because he was an associate Mm -hmm. shooter i was charging a little bit less than i would normally charge for myself Mm. and and when he Mm -hmm. was you know um out there shooting you know at the end of the day i was probably making after all the editing and all the you know, me paying a second shooter and the first shooter and the headache and all that, that, that was going into it. Like I was maybe making maybe a little bit more than a thousand dollars per wedding, you know, for taking on these five or six weddings extra, which is like, I would just rather not have the headache. You, you know what I mean? I would, I would rather book yeah. one yeah. or two <laughs> extra weddings of my own rather than, rather than have the extra headache of being paranoid about what's happening with these other weddings and the extra time that's involved in that, the extra editing that's involved in that. Like, so I just decided that, or I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I, I, I run enough of a business that I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good. Like I do well enough on my own. I just run enough of my business and I don't want to run more of a business, you know, um, for not that much more money to, you know, to give myself way more of a headache. How do you yeah. want to, how do we want to live our lives? I guess. And for me, I would rather live my life where I get to go to India and I get to go to places. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And I don't have to worry about the craziness <laughs> going on because there's other weddings yeah. and shit going on, you know? So it's, it's a hard one. It's hard. No, well, I'm now that I get what you, you're meaning in regards to um, Louise, my second shooter. She is at the level where she could go and do it herself. She could go and do weddings herself. Mm-hmm. But there's a confidence thing there. She can't be bothered with the business. And we have discussed about her coming under the brand of James Kelly, James Kelly Photography. Mm-hmm. I have the issue of where people contact James Kelly looking to book me as a wedding photographer but they're actually maybe getting someone else i don't know how that works with people i know you can have them on the website um but away from that i mean i used to run a lot of um photography workshops and courses and i had six six or seven photographers working for me and it was hell it was pure (laughs) egos attitudes just oh yeah paperwork um it's not to me it's not worth it 
it yeah. really isn't as yeah. you say the headache and the hassle you know I, I, I'm trying to keep on to what hair I've got left so yeah I mean yeah. the way I see it I got I started doing this so I don't have to be a business person or I don't have to work in corporate America I don't have to be a teacher anymore mm-hmm. I did this so I could have a more a lifestyle that enables me to like be more free and so why mm-hmm. would I why would I after having you know achieved the dream that I want to achieve why would I kill it <laughs> you know what I mean as far as I'm concerned by like mm-hmm. ma- making it be all about money and making yeah. it be yeah. you know giving myself a headache where I'm not like li- be able to live that the life that I want to live you know so Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we tried this once with uh, with one of our employees that uh, she was ready for for her own wedding. We actually booked her a wedding. She, you know, she met in person, and everything. Clients loved her, and it was about a year away. And then come to find out that uh, she had to move because of her mm. husband's uh, job, so they had to relocate, and they relocated mm. across country. And then, and then she was like, you know, what? I'm gonna come back. It gives me a reason to come back and visit family. And then, about a month or two before, no, she said, before the you know, I can't make the trip. So oh yeah, yeah. So then, yeah. what do you do? <laughs> so, so, so there. And this is our first time that we were doing this. And uh, so we, so we kind of had to scramble. So I had to shoot my own wedding uh, without my wife. And then my wife had to take over that wedding. And every. Uh, Everything ended up working out, but it was just one of those extra headaches. And just for that little amount of money, yep. it just yeah. wasn't worth it. So, you know what we did? Started improving our yes. yep. <laughs> Seems to make sense. Um, okay, so yeah. we'll uh, yeah. we'll go on to the the next uh, one here. You know, I got to be honest. I think we should probably only take yeah. the next question because I actually need to wrap things up pretty soon. Or the next yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got to have so, a meeting. So let's take the next soon, question. This so. is from this is from Joe and then we'll maybe continue on with these questions in the next episode. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but but just in terms of time yeah, cuz um I've got somebody coming here in a little bit. So um so Joe asks, he says uh, f- uh freeform shooting or shot list. Um let me just wait, is this just a separate let me make sure these are separate questions. Is it written or is it just from memory? Okay, yeah, this is part of the same question. So, freeform shooting or a shot list? Is it written or just from memory, like the shot lists in our head, or are we making them up, or is it? Do we have something that's written down? Is it orderly, or do we jump around? You know, in the way that we have a shot list, if we have one. Um, do you have signature shots that you do regularly, and do you track what shots get selected for albums prints? That's that last question. Let's put that aside for a second. But but the first part of that, let's let's deal with that. Freeform shooting, or do we work from a shot list? Mm-hmm. Um, do we have an experience working from both? I've got answers to this. What, what answers do you have? Who wants to start? <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll start. Um, I, I freeform. Uh, I, I've shot enough weddings over the past 10 years to where I really don't need a shot list. If a client asks if I need a shot list, I always say, you know, if it's out, out, out of the ordinary, if it's something, if you, let's say if you have a godmother that's from out of town that you really want a picture of, of course, you know, let, let me know. Uh, but And then there's, there's times where a bride says, you know, I really just want to make sure that you capture mm-hmm. the first kiss, me and my dad, you know, seeing each other for the first time. That is something that we all should know to do and cover. Um, and I just go from memory and, you know, this is just, it's, it's just mm-hmm. first nature to, mm-hmm. to me now. So, um, what, what about um, you yeah, I'm, I'm on the same list. Um, although I have a list, um, for the most important thing. So you're right. You know, first kisses, walking down the aisle, this sort of stuff is, is standard. You should have that. And if you forget that, then you're, 
You're a terrible wedding photographer at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're new. But I have a list. I have the memory of a sieve. It's terrible. So (laughs) I have a list of who I need to get. So I actually send a questionnaire to all my couples about a month before the wedding asking who is important to you? Who do you really have to have your pictures taken with? So immediate family, this sort of stuff, you know, mums, dads. And I also ask what the situation is with the parents, if there's any difficult situations. Because I'm, yep, yeah, because I'm the one that's, yep. you know, if there's any parents that have passed away and I call out their name by mistake, um, that's been done before. Yeah, Ooh. lucky enough, they had, they had yeah, a sense of humour, so it was good. But I asked for a list yeah. of who they are and then I, I break it down. So if it's immediate family, mums, dads, brothers, sisters, um, I'll get them. If it's anything like work friends or school friends, then we do them later in the evening. But that list is, is I, I have it with me at every wedding. It's it's very important because if not, I will forget. You know, if they yeah. put a random... The, the wedding at the weekend, we had something like 26 cousins they wanted to get a photograph with. All the cousins Ooh. at once. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. But um, they, were good, they were a good bunch, so uh, they took my sense of humour. But Yeah, I think mm-hmm. this is... For me... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is more of a like a maybe of a personality thing. Um, if you have a terrible memory, yeah. like James, maybe you need a list. You know what I mean? If you if, if you have, you have yeah. an excellent memory, right, then maybe right. you don't need a list. Um, but but yeah, yeah. And and, and personally, I yeah. stand corrected because uh, my wife she deals with all these um, different mm-hmm. relations kind of things. So if there is a list or emailed, she actually prints it out and yeah. she keeps it. So I guess there yeah. is a list. I just really don't know about it because my wife, she just says, okay, yeah. you got to get this now. So I guess that's what yeah. everybody's yeah. situation. So I started when I you, first Andy? started, I always had a list of like every shot that I was going to get, you know, these shots that were important and, you know, this has got to be done. Mm-hmm. This has got to be done. And then the brides very often when I first started had all these lists too, because they wanted all these Pinterest shots, oh, shots. And I was like, sure, we'll do it. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, Andy, yeah. start over. What Crank happened? up the internet. Uh, <laughs> still there? <laughs> Andy, uh, yeah, we we lost oh. it like right away. Okay, so start start um, start over. Where did you lose me? Do you remember? Okay, uh, as soon as you start talking. Um, so okay, so basically the point is, is when I first um, got started, uh, I had a list all the time. Uh, all the time I had a list and a lot of times because I was just getting started it was those brides that wanted all these Pinterest shots and all these specific things that they wanted as I've gone on um, with my business I I fight the list I fight it with uh, with passion Um, (laughs) just because uh, just because I want to be able to see the beautiful light coming in on the side of the window and I don't want to be looking worried about looking off of a list um, throughout the day, I want to be mm-hmm. able to to be able mm-hmm. to be creative and do my thing. And I feel like, I, yeah. like if you're a good enough wedding photographer, when you get to a certain point, you know, like James, like what you were saying, you know all the shots that like need to happen. Um, and maybe you write your list because yeah. you have a terrible memory, okay? But like, and for me, I don't like they're all in my head. Like I know <laughs> I need a shot yeah. of the guy of the groom reacting to the bride when she walks down the aisle. I know that you need yeah. specific shots throughout the day mm-hmm. that like very often a bride would request. But I'm like, oh, actually, no, I just know how to do that. And and even like detail shots, like 
still, even now, I'll still get a bride that says, hey, don't forget to get this detail shot and that detail shot and that detail shot. And Mm -hmm. I handle that question by basically saying, well, the way that I do it is if there's something that could could be important at all in any way, shape, or form, if if a mother, if a bride, or if if a vendor, if somebody put time into it, I'm going to shoot it and ask first and then ask questions later. And usually when I say that, Mm -hmm. they kind of back off and then they stop giving me all the detail shots that they want me to take. You know, because literally, (laughs) like, if something's there, I'm going to shoot it. Like, between me and a second shoot, shooter we're yeah. going to shoot it because we yeah. know that it could possibly be important um so so i really try and avoid the mm-hmm. list at all costs um unless unless i really need to but that's also could be a personality thing um you may be somebody that mm-hmm. you really like working off of a list and that's great now the one time that i do use a list mm-hmm. because i really do want to use a list is um for family photos um, I'll, I'll give them, mm-hmm. that's the only time that I actually want a list or I'm cool with getting a list if I get one, because, um, if, if it's, uh, if the family photos now, usually what I try and do is try and avoid the list, right? If it's a small enough group where I'll say, okay, usually I start with the bride side. I start big, I work small, I go to both sides and then I go work big and then I go small on the groom side. And then that usually, um, mm-hmm. I have a method of, of working without a shot list, but if I have a type A kind of bride who's like very specific that really wants these specific photos and maybe some past wedding photographer messed up their wedding and they didn't get shots of certain family members, then then I actually don't mind having a, a shot list at all for family photos. Like I don't mind taking that and just reading through, but mm-hmm. I just am so specific with them that if we're going to do a shot list, you have to think about it working from big to small so that we can let people go when we're yeah. done we're done working with them because otherwise then it's people hanging out longer than they need to be. And usually I, I just like getting rid of those people as soon as yeah. we're done. So um, I just make sure that, that they organize it in a way that's big to small. Um, but other than that, that's, that's how I think about shot lists and my experience with them over the years. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you, um, what about inspiration lists? Like... I found a couple of years ago, I went through a spate of a few weddings where I just lost, coming to do the portraits, I lost all inspiration. Mm. I just, my mind mm-hmm. went mush. I couldn't think. Mm. And what I started doing was collecting, this is really bad, and a lot of people might frown against this. I started collecting photographs from other photographers mm-hmm. that done, and mm-hmm. that I liked. And I built up a, a catalog of photographs that I really liked, different poses, different styles, and what I do now is I put together an inspiration list for every couple that I think that would work. So if in time, and I sometimes print this off in a little bit of A4, bit of, an A4 bit of paper. So if I find that my mind goes to mush during a wedding or I just, I can't seem to get the inspiration out, I quickly look at this list, gives me an idea, boom. And then it kind of gets me flowing again. And I find that is a great way to help and um, with your posing and also that you don't get stuck in mm, the same mm-hmm, poses mm-hmm. with every wedding, which is very easy to do. Yeah, I, I actually totally agree with you on that. Um, sometimes I've found myself getting like shooting, you know, after you shoot 100 plus weddings or more, you know, more, once you get to that mark, I feel like then you start doing a lot of the same shots that you do. You have the shots yeah. that you need to do, like in an emergency situation to make mm-hmm. sure that you have the basics. But I have often found myself like okay dude you have got to do something else you've got to do something different and it is and i have a a few times you know you know inspired myself by looking at other photographers work that that is something that's different from mine you know or something that Mm -hmm. that especially the posing the posing in particular is like the big one for me to get different ideas on poses or posing that i wouldn't normally do that isn't in my my default bag of tricks but something that's out, outside of my default yeah. bag of tricks that, that will push me to do something different 
in those situations. So, yeah, looking through other photographers' work, I think, is a good thing as long as we don't try and copy, but we but we can have that help inspire us to, Correct, to yeah. come up with something that's that's a little bit different from what we would yes. normally do. You know? Yeah. So, Neil, yeah. what about you? Because I know that you, I I know I've heard you say before that you sometimes almost try to not look at other photographers' work. Um, but what do you think about that? Do you, yeah. Would you have thoughts on that? Well, well, because if I look at other photographers work, then I see that the, that photographers work come out mm-hmm. of my own and I, I don't want to do that. I want to stay true to myself, my brand. Um, and I just want to kind of do my own thing. And that this kind of leads up to the mm-hmm. beginning of the show that that's why I take time off from photography so I can mm-hmm. come yeah. back and refresh. Um, I think I think after ten years, you know, I, I know how to pose. I know how to look for light. I know how to do all these things. I just need to mm-hmm. take a rest and come back. Uh, now, when I was beginning in photography, um, this comes back to James' issue that he just goes blank. And there there were times where I, I go to a location and you know I, I did I, you know I was I really didn't know much about posing and lighting. Um, so I, I did go blank. I'm like, oh, what, what am I going to do? There's 20 people just waiting on my next move. And, and that, and that's, that's when I, I, I say, okay, I'm going to take a little time out. I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to check. I'm gonna, I, I just tell them I'm going to go check out, you know, mm-hmm. the area. Um, and that, and that's what that's, and it only takes about two to three minutes, maybe even five if need be. And I just kind of collect myself. I, I, I get away from everybody and I just look mm-hmm. at the area and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bridal party over here. Then I'm gonna do the the bridesmaids, groomsmen, solos, and then just the couple, mm-hmm. and then I'll be done. And th- and that's kind of how I do it for for inspiration. Take a little time w- away from everybody. Just tell them you know. Yeah. Check mm-hmm. the place out, and that's it. Cool. Well, uh, great episode, guys. All right. Uh, it was cool yeah. to have you back, James. And James, and thank you very much. Be a part of the conversation. To add a different flow to the to our podcast here for the day. Um. Uh, I guess uh, that's going to wrap things up for episode number 55. So, uh, Neil, where can people find you? Neil Urban. N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Wow. And Google me and you will find me. You just like really <laughs> leaned into the mic on that one. I like that. It's very nice. Uh, <laughs> James, where can people find you? Man? You will find me. My website is jameskellyphotography.com. Uh, and again, yeah, pop it into Google. James Kelly probably best put scotland after it just in the safe side but you will uh scotland or aberdeen you you'll get james kelly on there yeah cool cool what about you okay very good and i'm andy buscemi the last name is b-u-s-c-e-m-i and you can follow me on things that I'm going to update very shortly um, after having neglected for many, many months. In episode 56. Um, but, you know what? I still got to do my shot Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I still got to do that. Year, I still got to do that year in review. It'll, it'll, it'll be December by the time I get it done. All right. So, so thanks, everybody, for listening in. Uh, we will catch you Bye. next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.